Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. In today's episode, we are going to visit Japan and talk about the specific LinkedIn environment there with LinkedIn coach Daphne Thompson. So sit back, grab a cup of tea, and let's travel to the land of the rising sun. So uh, Daphne, thank you very much for, for being on the show. It's, uh, it's absolutely awesome to have you here. It's an absolute pleasure. I must admit, it was really cool to receiving your LinkedIn message. <laughs> Daphne, can you tell us a little bit about um, what was your journey through the LinkedIn? So where it has begun and uh, how it has evolved? Yeah, of course. So I started with LinkedIn back in South Africa when we were still there. And I, I discovered the power of LinkedIn when I was in business development, actually, for a digital agency. And I started connecting with decision makers through LinkedIn and started building up a really good network. So then I realized that LinkedIn has got uh, such a phenomenal power that you are directly linked to decision makers. Um, it's human to human marketing. So that created an opportunity for me to start my own company because now I've realized what the power is. I don't actually have to go to all these networking events. It is a lot more cost effective um, and it's powerful. So I, I started um, using LinkedIn and creating a network, like I said, creating a network and then built my own business on LinkedIn in South Africa. So when that started getting really good, I was able to build about 80% of my business then on LinkedIn. Um, and then we moved over to Japan and now I am busy trying to establish a new network and business here as well. It is a little bit more tricky because Facebook is actually the LinkedIn here. Mm. They, in Japan, they make use more of Facebook for networking than LinkedIn. However, the, uh, the guys that are more, uh, the local market is not really on LinkedIn. However, the, the expat market and the guys that are interested in foreign uh, type of business and foreign um, connections, they are all on LinkedIn. So it's a very niche market here. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of how we, we're just continuing the journey with LinkedIn here in Japan as well. If I can ask you, you know, when it was, when, when your journey started on LinkedIn and you probably started as, as, you know, many of us, you know, way back with the profile, not really doing much and then realizing that the LinkedIn has the power and has the ability to help us and help um, in, our, in our business. When was it and, uh, and what, was, what was the aha moment when you turned as a, as a LinkedIn user into a LinkedIn trainer? Well, uh, okay, so that's, two, that's actually two different questions. Hmm. So the aha moment was literally when I was able to connect with a managing director of a, um, a hotel series in South Africa and I was able to secure a meeting with him. I was invited to go out and spend some time at the hotel um, with me and my partner at that time. And I was like, this was literally just from a message. It, was, it wasn't from anything and this whole thing happened. And I was able to secure that client, which at that stage for the company that I worked for was their second biggest client. Um, and it, it wasn't even that difficult. It was literally a connection message at the right time, said the right things that they wanted to hear. And so, yeah, that was my aha moment of how powerful this is. And then when the moment that I turned into a trainer was a few years later, actually, only, 
when I've already established a bit of a network and I've already established my, my agency and I realized that this is yet again another form of an opportunity for people to gain knowledge. Knowledge is power. And the more you can give people knowledge, first of all, it forces us as agents and as um, experts to be better because if they know more, it forces us to be better. And second of all, it also helps people. So if I can help someone else to <laughs> drive a bit of traffic to them and get a little, little bit of business to them, I mean, why not? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it still puzzles me, what prompted you to move to Japan? What, what was behind this decision? Yeah, my husband got a job with ANA. He's flying, he's a pilot and he's flying for uh, Air Japan. So that was kind of not a, a business decision. That was a personal <laughs> decision. Of, and again, the power of LinkedIn and the power of online, it doesn't really matter where I'm situated. The market, yes, does differ. And the way that you tweak your messaging and the way that you tweak how you communicate with the people does differ, yeah, but that's different markets. But the fact that I can still operate and we can still generate an income and we can still apply the same principles, that's universal. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know that you've been, you've been in Japan for still a very short time, but I'm pretty sure you kind of like grasp the, you know, the overall look and feel of the Japanese LinkedIn. And, uh, and you mentioned that you know, the, the Facebook there is more of a LinkedIn. But uh, can you tell us a little bit what are the specifics of, um, of the, the environment around LinkedIn in Japan? So the first thing is uh, the Japanese is extremely conservative, uh, extremely conservative. The other big challenge that there is, everything is in hiragana or katakana or kanji, which means for us Westerners, like it is, it's really tricky to read and to understand. So it literally is like as if you're stepping onto a brand new profile or a brand new type of system that you need to learn. Okay, so that's the, the one challenge. The other thing is, as mentioned, they're not as active on, on LinkedIn. However, so that is a pro and a con. So if you just want to speak to an average Joe, which no one actually wants to, if we are um, aiming for decision makers, it's okay. So yeah, that, that's pro and con with not everyone is on there, but the decision makers are. Um, the other thing is the people that are actually on LinkedIn here, they are definitely your decision makers. All of them do speak English because they're in a higher level of education and usually a higher level of in the business. So yeah, one, it is fewer, but it's more direct. So it's like almost as if we, we're speaking SEO and Google, it's long tail keywords. It's, we've been able to niche it down to specifically who we want to talk to in a specific industries. Some of them, the, the, the uh, profiles are still in Japanese, in hiragana or katakana, which makes it tricky. But then you just treat your strategy on how you connect with them. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you actually intend to have some clients in Japan or, or you just basically basically market yourself internationally? All right. So because we are here um, and I do believe there's a massive market and a massive opportunity for LinkedIn specifically in Japan because it's not overly used. Um, and there's not a lot of people that know how to use it here. So one, yes, there's an opportunity for coaching. There's an opportunity for training and that type of thing but also for branching out in actual business. So uh, a small example is, yes, I have been getting clients on LinkedIn um, in Japan, which I thought was freaking brilliant. But yes, I have been able to do that. Um, and second of all, I have a, a potential, or it's, it's, I, don't, I can't give too much information about that, but a potential new agency agreement 
that's in a partnership that was formed on LinkedIn and that we are pursuing currently in order to to break into this market specifically with a local footprint. That sounds brilliant in just, you know, like a few months, uh, um, you being there and, you know, kind of like securing, securing good deals already from, from LinkedIn. That gives a lot of uh, credit to what LinkedIn is and, um, you know, how successful that platform can be if we use it properly. Um, talking about using it properly, um, are there any, any specific strategies uh, for LinkedIn success which you personally, you know, follow and, and, and teach to your clients? Yeah, so this is just my opinion. Everyone has to customize it to their personality specifically. Everyone has got a different way of speaking. Everyone's got a different way of doing things. But the thing that we found um, for me and my business partner that really, really works is to actually try and commit to people personally. So it's human to human marketing. The return on investment that we found with ad spend is uh, very expensive and not necessarily for what we want to achieve the best. I do think it is a lot better if you have a, like if you're in a recruitment business, for example, then yeah, then ads and jobs and things work a lot better. For, but if you are, let's say, in the, the fuel industry or in some kind of industrial industry, then I have not found that ads or even the pages are very engaging. However, if you are able to apply the human to human aspect, you have a, a recipe of success. So that's what we've been focusing on mostly. It is a lot more time consuming. It really is. Because you're building relationships with people um, human to human. It's, it's, it's exactly the way that you and me connected. Yeah, send a message, connect it first, have a few follow-up messages, have a few conversations, and then only, did after rapport was built, after trust was built, then only, hey, would you be keen on ABC? Yeah, yeah, uh, I got it. Um, and it's really interesting because uh, I think that's, that's basically what, what LinkedIn uh, is all the time teaching us to do, right? Like uh, to really connect on, on, a, uh, on a person to person level, on a human, uh, as you mentioned, human to human. Um, are there any specifics in that, in that space, which uh, you would find for yourself as a, something which, uh, I don't know, I would say, is that your secret or is there, is there any secret tip which you have how to connect heart to heart, human to human? Uh, I don't actually think that is a secret. It's just think about an, a logical relationship. So if you in any kind of logical relationship, if we meet someone that just for the first time, what is the logical next step that you'll do? You're just going to first say, hi, how are you? Like, you know, cool. Oh, no, let's chat a bit. All right, cool. Do you want to go for coffee? Um, like what's the, what is in any normal relationship? What is the logical next step? Like if I just meet with you or I just send you a message immediately and like, hey, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, that you're going to freak out. That's not going to be something. So always try and think of what is the logical next step in a normal relationship. That's when you have a key to success. Hmm. Definitely, I know that uh, you've been you've been on a, on a LinkedIn for a very very long time. You the practitioner of of LinkedIn. Obviously, you've seen uh, many things um, on on LinkedIn. Uh, how much time you personally spend on LinkedIn? All right, that is that is a little bit of a tricky question um, <laughs> because it's uh, it, it also depends on. So, if I work on a client's profile, it's usually a lot longer than it is on my personal profile. What's that saying about the, the cobbler's kids don't have shoes? It's kind of the same thing. So usually if I work on my own profile, the amount of time spent mostly is to connect with people and to respond to their messages um, in the human way. That is 
and that differs day to day if there's a lot of people that actually responded or if it isn't. Um, I have found that a lot of people actually respond after hours because uh, that's when everyone like gets on their messaging and oh, this happened or that happened. So yeah, the most time spent is on messaging and not a lot of time is actually spent on posting. So if I rephrase the question in a slightly different way, what would you see is a, is a time, you know, which one should spend on the LinkedIn in order to be a little bit more visible, a little bit more engaging with, with, the, with the clients? What would you suggest for your client to spend, how much time should spend on LinkedIn? Uh, again, that's a very difficult question because it, it depends on how big your following is, how many mm -hmm. people you actually have a connection with. If you have less than 500, then 10 minutes are fine because you don't have that many people to actually connect with and to spend time on with. If you have more than 5,000, then okay, let's put in a bit more effort, like maybe an hour or an hour and a half. But it, it really depends on your following. How big is your following? That will kind of correlate on how much time you would spend on LinkedIn, engaging, reading through posts, reading your feed, um, that, that sort of type of thing. Okay. For the human-to-human -human connection, obviously, you need to be posting, right? Like, you need to be putting out content. Is there, again, um, do you have anything specific for, for your clients, what you would tell them, you know, how often do, uh, should they post? Um, like I said, the engagement that we found a lot on the feed, and if you post, isn't as great as the actual inboxing. So I tend to put a lot more emphasis on the human factor than to just post. So yeah, if you post on, on LinkedIn maybe twice a week, I think that would be sufficient. And it doesn't have to be massive amount of articles. It doesn't have to be huge amount of content. It's more just showing that you are active should be sufficient enough, especially if you, you've got something eventually that you'd like to tell people about. But then again, I would move to inboxing and the personal connection if you really want someone to read what you have to say. Yeah, that's very interesting that you're talking about inboxing and, and, and direct messaging because uh, not many people are actually touching on this, on this topic. Is there anything, um, anything uh, you know, what you normally uh, teach to your clients? I understand that you mentioned already human-to-human -human relationship. Look at it as a, any other relationship. Basically, start with the hello, how are you, and start from, from the interest. Uh, is there any, like, um, I don't know, strategy which you use for, you know, being, being successful on, on direct messaging? You know, what? not really, because again, it depends on who we're targeting, who's our ideal clientele, who's the person that we want to speak to, how do we frame our messaging to be valuable to that person? That's, again, human to human. If you want to impress a girl at a coffee shop, what, what do you think she's going to like? Mm. You're not going to get drunk on the first date you're gonna have a, a cup of coffee and spend as much time possible finding out about that person right so no there's not an actual rule of thumb i always just try and revert back to what is the logical next step in a human actual relationship because that is what we're currently building especially in COVID, we are building still relationships we are still connecting it, it the format or the the platform has just changed would you agree that um, uh, the posting is more for visibility and getting getting more uh, your name out there and the DM, the, the direct messaging is more for uh, converting client, you know, getting them through the LinkedIn to offline to more sort of a deeper business conversation? Would, would, that, be, would that be fair to say? Yes, I would definitely agree with that statement. Um, posting is more for visibility and just creating a little bit of hype about, hey, I'm actually alive, I am here, I do have stuff to say. But yes, if you want to create a business relationship, then offline or on, on the, the inboxing side. 
Awesome. Coming back to the content on, on LinkedIn, what would be your suggestion? What we should put out there as a, as a LinkedIn users to gain some, some more eyeballs, more visibility, more engagement? So the first thing is, who do you want to talk to? So who's your target audience? For example, if you are a property attorney, just an example, and you want to speak to agents because they would be your clientele, right? What do agents want to know? what kind of things would they find valuable? So is it about the interest rates? Is it about um, finance? Is it about the process of going through a sale? Um, has the sales process changed via COVID? Um, anything like that. So anything that's got to, do, got to do with what your specific clientele would find valuable. That's what I would definitely put out there. Is that a statement which, which is, uh, resonate with Gary V talking about, you know, give value, give value, give value, you know, don't worry about, about anything else and just, uh, you know, put your best pieces, whatever, whatever you can create some content, value added content uh, and just put it out there um, for, for your clients? Um, I, I actually don't know who you're talking about there. Okay. But, but the, the, the concept of um, adding value Yes, I do, but also only to an extent. And the reason why I say only to an extent is if you give so much free, you kind of go into friend zone. So when, when does the, the dating kind of start? When does someone actually then move into, all right, I want to pay for your service? Mm -hmm. So yes, value is definitely very important, but I also want to add that, okay, I don't want to stay in the friend zone. I do want to get into the dating zone. So how do I convert that value into something that I can actually make money on? Okay, so let me, let me ask you personally, what, what are you posting? And, uh, and what, is, what is your strategy on LinkedIn? You know, how do you get clients through LinkedIn? <laughs> kind of exactly what I've been talking about the whole time is personal <laughs> connections. But what I have been doing here in Japan specifically is I found that the expat community and property here is very difficult. It is very difficult for a foreigner to rent a property here, for example, or for a foreigner to not buy, but to specifically rent and to find a property that a local is willing to rent to. So what I've been doing is, I, because we've been struggling with that, finding places to stay, because we don't speak Japanese and we are not locals. So I've been starting doing a YouTube channel, specifically talking about these type of things. And I've been using that as content on my LinkedIn profile because I've started connecting with expats in Japan. Um, all of them on a certain decision-making level. So all of them do need rent. All of them might want to start buying property here. So that's who I'm targeting at. And that is how I'm starting to create a vibe about me and what, what we do here. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really interesting, sort of like a having having very, very clear strategy of who you want to talk to. So basically, that's what you're talking about, you know, like a figuring out who is your target audience, what's the language, um, you know, what is the relevancy of my of my message and targeting targeting that particular audience with those those uh, those messages. Definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head with um, the relevance. It really is all about relevance. Um, mm. And if you have a specific niche target, usually that relevance becomes all smaller and smaller. So what you put out there must be a lot more specific, a lot more almost pitfall orientated. What, is, what are the common pitfalls that people do? What are the things, the, the common mistakes that people do in this, this area? It's actually very interesting because many times, um, you know, the business owners, they usually think like I have a, you know, 
my product is for everybody, my product is for everyone, everyone can use it, how should I niche down, why should I niche down, because then I'm losing the opportunity somewhere else. What would you say, uh, what would you say to that? I know it's not necessarily a LinkedIn related topic, but uh, you know, like overall, what do you think about that? So I would say, all right, cool, that's great. I agree with you, we don't want to miss out everyone. But how about we segment it? So how about January, we focus on this aspect of your property because in all marketing, the minute you start speaking to everyone all the time, your message gets diluted. And then again, what is the relevance? Because if someone is earning, let's say, top amount, they're not going to have the same type of interest than the person that's scraping by at the bottom. For If it is for everyone, great, but how are you communicating to both people at the same time? So I would rather say segmented. If you want to sell this one product that is there for everyone, segment. January, we focus on that specific target audience. Let's say February on that. So it can be monthly, it can be quarterly. That's how I would do it specifically so that we do cover the whole range. We don't miss out on everything, but that is quality leads that we get from this. It is not just a random like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Yay. When someone comes, we want them to actually be interested and do something with it because there's a relevant factor to it. If you like to turn your LinkedIn into a lead generating tool, you should consider to enroll in our LinkedIn business audit session. This 45 minute strategic call will give you answers you're looking for. We will show you a step-by-step -step strategy of what you need to do on LinkedIn in order to start generating business and land clients from your LinkedIn activities. Interested? Send your request to marketing at squaremotion.me or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you. Talking about talking about uh, getting leads uh, leads from LinkedIn, um, uh, I know you've been you've been on uh, on LinkedIn for a long time, and uh, uh, as a, as a LinkedIn trainer, obviously you're teaching people how to do that, and we covered pretty much pretty much everything from the from the strategy perspective. But uh, do you have any any specific example which you felt really proud of? Um, you know, delivering some uh, really good leads while teaching about LinkedIn to your clients. Well, yeah, definitely. I think most of the teaching actually happens while a client is part of, of the agency, like part of the family. Like, yes, even if it is in workshops and we do public speaking, that is a lot of value at once. But it's different when you build a relationship with someone over a certain period of time, like if it is months or if it's here. That's when the most teaching actually happens. So I had a client. Um, they've actually been my client for over 10 years. Um, but this specific clientele is in South Africa and they're in the real estate industry. But this client is extremely change averse. So anything that it had to do with online was, no, 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 I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, it's gonna fail, I don't understand something that's just in the cloud, it doesn't exist. Or they, they once told me that, no, a website is just like a picture on the wall. What do you do with it? You just look at it. So. That was kind of the mindset that I had. And what I had to do is literally start cultivating a relationship of trust, first of all. How do they trust me? Show, start showing a little bit of the value that it is. Eventually, the client agreed that I take over her LinkedIn profile. And the minute that happened, and I was able to connect with a, a specific clientele, I was able to communicate with her clientele at the value that we needed to, and actually apply the strategies and create human relationships, it added to the ecosystem of the uh, marketing system. And over a 12 month period, the amount of potential income that came in was over 400%. Mm. So 
yeah that that is definitely an example but it does take time sexiness mm. does not happen overnight if you go to the gym and you still have your cake and your your things and you pick up weights one week it's not going to do anything so that is one thing that a lot of the guys that are watching this and a lot of it if you are an agency that you need to try and explain to your clientele sexiness takes time three to six months to actually see a difference <laughs> okay but um, how do you talk to client and how you make sure that the client understand this because many times clients they want you know they want results now they want it they don't want it quickly right all right, so that is a very, very tricky part. How for clients to actually understand how the process works. So it is better if you can build some sort of trust, some sort of credibility on previous work that you have done, mm -hmm. showcase that. But again, I go back to human to human. If the person that you're speaking to doesn't actually like you or doesn't find that you're a credible character, yeah, it's over. You're not going to get there. It's like, don't even bother. Mm. So it is a difficult thing to try and explain to a client how this process works. It is tricky to find a client that, that is willing to trust you with this. However, if you are able to build the trust and if you are able to, to find a common denominator in this, usually that is then a lifelong client. Mm. Even if you mess up a little bit, some along the line, you have built enough credibility for it to be overlooked. But that only comes again with time and you have to have to create trust with your, your clientele. Mm. And I think um, on that note, it's really important that uh, the LinkedIn is there because LinkedIn actually is allowing us. LinkedIn is a fantastic platform for building this exact relationship, right? Human to human. You can go to see the profile of your client, of your potential client. You know what the interests are. You know what he's, uh, you know, what he was went through, what kind of job he went in and all these kind of things. So you can build uh, the relationship based on, and as you mentioned, you know, it's like a big networking event, right? Like I, I usually see LinkedIn as a big networking event when you go to and you start talking to clients, not about yourself and not about your, your sales pitch, but uh, you start talking about them and being interested and listening to them rather than, rather than the opposite way around, right? Yeah, definitely. To, just to add to that, what you're saying there is if you go on your profile right down to where the recommendations are, um, that's a key aspect to read what other people have actually said there. Because one, you can click on that profile and actually see who the person is. If that person has been on there for a long time, if, they ha if that person is credible, that's a way to see if, this, if it's just robots, if it's fake, if it's not. So another thing is LinkedIn is usually about 70 to 80% true, factual. People, um, is not like Facebook yet that there's so many fake profiles and so many different things about give me my money and then you get a Russian bride or whatever the thing is. Um, LinkedIn is, is not there. It is proven to be trustworthy. It is proven to be reliable. It's not just a fad that, that went away. So the recommendation part, I really value a lot. I always go down and read what, what people say and I value it when one of my clients actually writes on my profile. Mm -hmm. We've been covering a lot about what we like about LinkedIn, what you like about LinkedIn. Is there anything what you don't like about LinkedIn? Not really. I, I do think it's a phenomenal platform. It's more to do with the people not understanding it and not seeing the value of it. That's the only criticism, but it's not the platform. It's not, it's not the, the learnings that they could happen. It is mostly the mentality and the mindset of the people that don't know. Cause usually it's, they don't know what they don't know. 
So right. that's our, our job, like as in podcasts and as trainers and as agents and things like that, to try and educate people on the power of this so that they know what they don't know. But still, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from this question. Is there anything what you could improve or would, would you like to be improved on LinkedIn? Let's put it that way. Um, I think every platform has got little irritations. For example, if you are on LinkedIn and you type a message and you are specifically on mobile and you go out and you go to Facebook quickly and you come back, the message is gone. So little things like that. Um, mm. If you respond to something lately, I've been seeing a little things that it doesn't post immediately. It says, sorry, try again in 10 minutes. But those are the only small things. And I believe every platform has got little gremlins that sometimes come in, but it's not major stuff and it's usually not constant. Okay. I, I was actually thinking that maybe, maybe um, you are a little bit irritated with uh, like the whole, the um, direct messaging platform on, um, on LinkedIn or even in Sales Navigator, which is kind of like a difficult to categorize, you know, put it in certain brackets and things like that. It's not really that easy to, uh, to work with messaging, especially on the LinkedIn profile, not, not much of a Sales Navigator that's much better there. But the whole environment there, perhaps, uh, you know, that's at least, at least from my opinion, is a, it's a good area to be, to be improved, you know, uh, just put it in the different folders, you know, kind of like a categorized messages and things like that. Yeah, but I think that's why you have sales map. So the option <laughs> is there. You just have to pay for it now. Right, right. What would you say about, about the difference between personal profile and a business page? Is it, does it make sense? Would you, would you uh, recommend, do you recommend it to your clients or not? Uh, what are your pros and cons? Meaning to have a business profile or a business page. Well, yes. your yeah, business pages are good. It, it's, um, when someone clicks on your, specifically if you want to be in the recruitment industry to see what companies you're working for, yes, have a, have a company profile. Um, it's also just another form of re uh, reliability and creating trust and credibility. If you say you're working for this company, have your profile, have a business page. It doesn't have to be massively active. Um, again, posting once a week, once, twice a week is for me in, in the strategies that we apply on a business page is sufficient. Just needs to be a little bit active. And yes, the biggest thing is just it creates more credibility and it creates more trust. Mm -hmm. Do you see a lot of activities or do you, a lot of engagement on, on, a business, on a business pages compared to uh, personal profiles? No, not so much. Personal profiles, again, a lot more, but it leans back to this is a human to human platform. It's not meant, it was never intended to be a type of business, like spammy type thing, like where you speak more to pages, um, like Facebook, you speak more to pages and you speak more to those type of things than you speak to the actual person. LinkedIn was made to speak to the person, not necessarily to the page. Mm -hmm. Daphne, is there any, any form of content which you see on the LinkedIn is getting uh, more traction than the other, like uh, videos, short form text, um, articles, um, photo content, polls? Um, just the trend overall currently is still always video content, um, but specifically non-professional video content, meaning you sitting with your phone and say, hey guys, blah, 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 this is me. Ugh. Those type of content is always a lot better than any form of professional content. Uh, again, because it's, you relate to the person and it's relatability, it's credibility, it's building trust, it's real, it's human to human, that type of thing. And then um, quizzes. Quizzes I find these days are um, 
really starting to get up, especially journey type things where people discover more about themselves. What type of personality are you in this? What is um, the most common pitfalls that people make in that platform? Take the quiz and find out. Mm. Those type of things. Okay. What do you think about the new features, uh, especially in, in these terms, like uh, LinkedIn stories, LinkedIn polls? I don't know if you actually have LinkedIn stories uh, in, in Japan, because some, some parts of the world state still they don't, they don't have it. But uh, what do you think about these, these new features on the LinkedIn? It's just another form. I, I, like I, me personally, I'm not too big a fan or too big a, I don't know how to put it, like it's cool, it's great. It's just another feature on the platform. I don't think it's necessarily going to increase engagement. We already have that on Instagram. We have that on Facebook. We have that on um, Snapchat. It's it's like cool. It's just now we're just making, have creating or building all the other platform features into LinkedIn as well. Um, so yeah, I still feel it's human to human. Mm. And if that is your way to connect with other people, then great. But to me, that's a little bit of a, just a movie. You're just watching something now. It's not actually connecting. You're not speaking to someone. Talking about connections, uh, are there any specific strategies which you would you would teach to your clients about how to connect in a proper way on a, on a LinkedIn? I personally believe in like be direct, meaning this is a business platform. So you're connecting with people with a specific um, intention. I want to connect with you to chat about ABC. If you just connect with people randomly and you start sending them things about that you hope they'll be interested in it's spam so if you can get it straight from the the get-go hey i'm looking for people that are experts in this field because i am looking for info about this or i want to talk about this topic then it create it just sets the scene of why you're actually connecting yeah talking about about linkedin and the whole environment i wanted to ask you if uh, if there is any any specific story which you have uh, around LinkedIn? Maybe something um, which uh, which really stands out over the years. You know, you've been on on the LinkedIn. Is there anything what stands out uh, uh, from? I don't know. Maybe it was it was a funny experience or some some very interesting experience on a LinkedIn. No, it's just you always get your your chances. That's always trying to to hook up or someone that's sending silly things. <laughs> but that I suppose that's on any platform all these chances but there's nothing really that um i've been honestly find found linkedin to be very useful very powerful and very reliable so these are definitely in in a lesser amount than i would say in facebook or any other platform as a people we always evolve we um we move on we we try to educate ourselves uh, in terms of of our knowledge our expertise from that perspective, uh, is there anybody on the LinkedIn as a LinkedIn expert, LinkedIn sort of a guru for you or somebody who you follow, you, you would like to give a shout out to, um, you admire in that, in that sense? Honestly, I like to, to learn from, from everyone out there. Um, I do find when I look at different people's profiles, like even yours, there's certain things that I really like that I'd like to try out and that I'd like to, to see. So no, there's not one specific person, but everyone that is on LinkedIn that is trying to make a difference and using the platform for the way that it should be, shout out to you because you're actually using it for what it is created to be. And I truly, truly hope that you get the return on investment that, that you need in that to build the networks and to, to get the business that you have, you want to convert it. And if the, you need any help, just give a shout. Hmm. 
Before we wrap up, I would like to ask you if you could send a message uh, to the masses out there on the LinkedIn, what that message would be to those, to those people out there. Yeah, I guess just keep swimming, eh? Just keep swimming. It doesn't matter what happens. You just keep going. Consistency always overrides any type of small, short effort. Just keep going. Something will happen. Something will come up. The right connection will be made. Because all you technically need is only one. You only need that one person that will be able to change your whole world around. So just keep going. Tweak it maybe. And yes, learn from others. But keep going. Awesome. Daphne, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Um, before we wrap up today's episode, I would like to ask you, where can people go to our listeners and learn a little bit more about, uh, about you? I presume it will be on LinkedIn first and foremost, right? Yeah, and no, I definitely, please do look at me as Daphne Thompson on LinkedIn, a digital strategist. So Daphne Thompson, digital strategist, that's my URL. Um, and it's Thompson without the P. I'm P-less. <laughs> so yeah, please do go have a look. Um, send me some messages, ask some questions, comment on the things. Yeah, just let's connect and, and start the conversations, the meaningful conversations that we want to have as, as business owners and as different entrepreneurs breaking into the market. This is the new normal, so let's make it happen. Daphne, thank you very much for your time. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And um, yeah, I, I reserve the right to call you again and uh, perhaps in, in the near future just to have a discussion again about how the LinkedIn in Japan is, uh, is evolving. Yeah? Yes, I please do so. I'd love to get back to you with some amazing results and case studies. That'll be amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe to our LinkedIn Smart Podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thank you and see you next time. Be LinkedIn Smart. LinkedIn Smart Podcast was brought to you by Square Motion, a video marketing agency in Dubai. Need an engaging LinkedIn video? Go to squaremotion.me.